0: rolled into a corporate job and then another one and another one and I think I just never really believed or trusted or even saw it as a sort of as an option to live a a fully creative life or have sort of a a creative role or my own business you know she would keep all the little wrapping papers and she would fold them really neatly and the ribbons and she would have them in this I literally imagine it as this magical cupboard because it was filled with beautiful little scraps of paper like paper napkins that she still had and they dated from long, long times. they like candy wrappers and like little things because it was always a hobby and I could just do it on the side whenever I wanted. There was never pressure on it either, right? Changing it to a job, a full-time job, means you need to have more structure. You need to set certain deadlines or timelines because if I just go by whenever I feel creative, I might not end up with Christmas cards or I might not end up with a new calendar. So I think they're all of a sudden... There there are rules in place, there are structure in place, and sometimes that takes away from the creative process. I still want to be creative, but I don't want the pressure of this has to be a new product or I need to sell it or it needs to be a certain way.
1: Today, I'm chatting with Laura of Goose Glitters. Laura is here to shine a light on the realities of creating as your career the creative flair and instincts that we have as creatives, and Laura shares her creative story, the inspiration and creative tapestry that has become Goose Glitters. Laura is a self-taught analogue vintage collage artist from London, who through nostalgic, fun, colourful art, saves old books and magazines from landfill. I feel that all creatives and aspiring creative business owners must hear the insight that Laura shares in this episode. It's a fab reminder that yes, we are creative, but we are also human.
0: Hello, hi, lovely to be here.
1: Do you want to start by introducing yourself and Goose Glitters and tell everyone who maybe hasn't been introduced to your brand before what you're all about?
0: Yeah, sure. My name is Laura. I am from the Netherlands and I run the business called Goose Glitters, uh, which I started a couple of years ago. And I basically transform old reused vintage papers into new pieces of art. So I do this by using scissors and glue. So it's all done by hand. Um, And besides making my own collage art I host lots of workshops where I introduce other people to this mindful craft so yeah it's very much a combination of being creative myself but also um, introducing others to the benefits of collage really. Mm.
1: What I first of all I'm such a goose glitter spangle as you know I actually received my second collage pack this Christmas which I was very about oh!
0: amazing (laughs) i
1: also get your christmas cards and i always like have a laugh to myself and i've actually shared this with laura this year that i often buy myself one just to keep blank and to pop it up because they're so beautiful so i'm very excited to dive into the world of goose glitters today so yeah discovering Mm -hmm. what you're up to and creating is so fun as a customer and a fan of your brand how did you first come up with this goose glitters concept what was your initial inspiration
0: uh, well, firstly, thank you. That's so so good to hear. So sweet. Sometimes when you make things, you think, is anyone gonna ever love this? But this mm. is the best feedback to get. But um, you know what's funny? There there wasn't ever a concept for Goose Glitter. So it really really started by the name Goose Glitters even comes from just me starting an Instagram. I have a private Instagram as well, and I was. Posting some sort of collages on there, which were more sort of jokey and fun. And then I realised, you know what? I'm gonna create a separate account. Goose was my nickname. I loved glitters so it was very easy. I just needed a quick sort of Instagram handle. So there wasn't really a concept for Goose Glitters. It just started by me posting some work I did, which was all very, very different. Sometimes digital collage. I used to work a lot with the photographs of my granddad, and I think you could probably say that that was really the first. That was the inspiration that has led to this. So when he passed away, I um, we, we basically found he had hundreds of old photo albums with all the analog photos that he had taken over the sort of course of his life. And my family didn't really know what to do with them because there were just so many of them. So they initially said maybe we should just get rid of them or because it was also lots of photography of like cities and traveling and not necessarily family photos. But I thought they were fascinating and just stunning because they're literally a sort of, I don't know, gateway to the past. And yeah, they're just beautiful. So um, I said, why don't I take on the task of digitalizing all of that and then making a sort of digital, or like a, we'll reprint it, but basically make one big photo album for the family with all his beautiful pictures in there. So I did that. And then by scanning all of this in and seeing his notes and his scribbles in his photo albums and Like realizing some of these were taken in the 40s to 50s, seeing some destinations that he'd been um, traveling to where I've been as well. But let's say 30, 40, 50 years later, I just found it fascinating. And yeah, I was definitely very, very inspired by that. So my initial sort of collages are using his photos as well. And I was sort of digitally editing them. And then I realized I just don't want to do this digital. I want to work with the actual paper or the actual photo. So it sort of transformed into um, an analog craft, which now I don't do anything digital anymore. But yeah, I think that's how it started. It wasn't a concept. It was very much a sort of, I'm just being creative on here and let's see where this sort of takes me. And that then developed into, I guess, what it is now, a business.
1: (laughs) I'll always love hearing stories from creatives when their creative journey has really been organic and more often than not I bet it was like something how would I even say like there's something magical about the idea that you had that idea to create that collage in the first place when you very easily could have not had that decision and it could not have evolved and transpired in the way it did was that moment when you really fell in love with collage or was there an earlier moment?
0: No, there's definitely I think sort of a few steps back. I've always been creative and I've always loved to create, whether it was with paper or other sort of tools and materials. But I did something very different in uni and I rolled into a corporate job and then another one and another one. And I think I just never really believed or trusted or even saw it as a sort of as an option to live a a fully creative life or have sort of a, a creative role or my own business so I was always creating on the side whether it was for friends birthdays or there was you know it was I think yeah I was definitely always the one raising my hand and saying oh I'll create something I'll make something I have um some collagey bits from when I was very very young I, I must have been like seven or eight it started by using the newspapers we had at home and I would cut them all up. And then from sort of the titles or the the articles that I would find interesting, would I would create new newspapers and then ask my dad to scan that in. And then I could distribute my own newspaper <laughs> around the neighborhood. Although it's very different than the work I create now, I was definitely always working. I loved working with paper. I've always found paper very interesting. And um, I think that has always been there. But I've never... You know, I was always journaling and and having a diary. And I would always stick things in my diary. It would be very much more a scrapbook than almost a diary. But yeah, it was very much a hobby. It was very much just something I did for myself.
1: So you've always had that tour dipped in the creative water, if you like.
0: Yeah, I think so. And again, this is I find it fascinating now looking back because my grandmother, so literally the the, the wife of my granddad, um, who I just spoke about with the photo albums, she was actually the one who would keep when we would give her a present or you know she would keep all the little wrapping papers and she would fold them really neatly and the ribbons and she would have them in this i literally imagine it as this magical cupboard because it was filled with beautiful little scraps of paper or like paper napkins that she still had and they dated from long long time ago like candy wrappers and like little things that part i think i definitely have from her so it's it's funny how I think, yeah, the inspiration comes from sort of both grandparents and my mum has it as well. So I think it, it it's definitely something that, I don't know if it runs in the family or if you just take it over from your parents, but that's very much something I would almost say is part of my identity.
1: I definitely do think there is an element of Taken it from your generations before you. I know my mum's always been really creative and crafty with me. Growing up, I had like an arts basket and it was like a big box of goodies. Before her, Nana Rosie, she was a sewer and she did all these different creative crafts. And I do think there is definitely DNA with that, like a creative flair that not everyone necessarily naturally has. I'm sure there are people who don't see any like genetic pattern with that but I think there definitely is like magic and knowing and seeing where all these little knots in your tapestry have come from
0: yeah 100% and 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 I think growing up with having a mum and a grandmother who were so you know I can just imagine them saying oh this beautiful wrapping paper or oh we're going to create something from this or let's make something like seeing their appreciation for these used materials maybe or these beautiful illustrations or the texture of the paper I think you definitely well I've definitely taken that on my brothers are very different so um in that sense I'm yeah completely similar to to them
1: what is the creative process for Goose Glitters how do you find your papers is there a certain pattern and flow that you like to keep with or is it different every time every project
0: where I find my papers is is really a mix of, obviously, I only use recycled vintage papers. And with vintage, people always find it difficult to sort of understand, like, what does that mean? Um, because when I say recycled, it could technically be something that was published, let's say, three years ago. I set myself this sort of timeline of, OK, I'm going to use everything that has been produced that I find before the sort of millennial. So latest materials I work with are often from the 90s. And that's just because those are often thrown out because people think they're out of date. And, you know, also the text or the illustrations or the articles or whatever it is. Are not really of use anymore. Whereas the newer magazines, they sometimes are easier to recycle. The actual paper stock is easier to recycle. And there's, I know there's, you know, lots of other uses for those. So at some point I was just like, okay, I'm just going to have 2000 as my sort of cutoff date. So it means I really need to look for them because you do run into them maybe in like free libraries you find on the, you know, a corner of the street, but, uh, or like a charity shop or a, a flea market, but you do really need to look for them. And I think it is really, um, now that Goose Glitter is a tiny bit bigger and it has grown, obviously, people also know where to find me. So I will get contacted by people saying, I'm clearing out an attic or I'm getting rid of this stack of magazines. Would you like them? Or, you know, I have a few people that I buy from regularly. Um, Like I said, it is flea market, car boot sales finding them in second hand shops, church sales, a lot when i travel as well. So when i go home or you know, i go for a weekend away and 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 it's just passing a beautiful second hand shop or a really small bookshop and then going in there and 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 looking for them. So they come from everywhere. Um i think as soon as you start looking for them, you'll you'll see that they are everywhere. Um you just need to make sure you check sort of the date in my case, but yeah, they, they, they literally come from everywhere. And then in terms of the process, I think sometimes it's the actual book that inspires me. So I'll see an illustration or an image and I think, oh, I know immediately what I'm going to do with that. Surprisingly, sometimes, because people always think I just get a book out and then I start making a collage and then that's sort of done. But actually some of the papers that I cut, I have two, three years before I use them in a collage. So I think there's two parts of the creative process there's the actual cutting which I find very mindful very relaxing I really do it to you know feel zen feel calm I can do it for hours and sometimes I really feel like doing that so all I want is to just sit at my desk and cut the papers that I see and find inspiring and I don't even know what I'm going to create from them I just know where I want to cut or what I want to cut and then that obviously means I end up with this huge stack of cut papers, which I then all have organized in files and stuff. But the making of collages, I guess sometimes it is finding a paper or seeing a paper and knowing I know what I'm going to do with this. And then, you know, trying out different uh, compositions and then that will lead to sort of a creation of a collage. And sometimes it is more of a I need to actually tell myself, OK, Christmas is coming. You want to create Christmas cards. I have, you know, throughout the whole year saved up all my Christmas stuff. So I sit down, I unpack all of that. And then it is more of, a, I don't want to say forced, but it is definitely telling myself right now there is a clear sort of theme. We're going to make Christmas cards. Whereas in general, I think I'm not strict. Like I give myself the freedom to create whatever I want, whenever. So I don't set themes out for myself or I don't necessarily say this week or this month I'm going to create five food inspired collages unless let's say there's a project but I really do create from what I at that moment feel like creating unless maybe like I said there is a Christmas coming up or like you know the sort of seasonal events there's a lot of freedom (laughs) there definitely is
1: I love that community feel of getting People to help you source. And if people are out and about and they spot something and think, oh, glue, glue, <laughs> and they think, <laughs> oh, gluce glitters, I think that's wonderful. And it really sounds like in your creative process, there is that balance of intuition and intention by intuition, looking at something. Thinking, I need to cut that out. I don't know what exactly it's going to be for. And that's a tip that I tell my vision board workshop attendees when we're getting together, mm. collaging, don't overthink what you're cutting out. Mm. It's speaking to you. You don't have to make sense of it straight away, just mm. get it out, and then you can see what we can do with it later. And then when you have a certain project on for goose glitters, whether it be the Christmas or a market day, mm. you need to get that stock created really going with that intention and it's a tricky balance because as creatives it's what we do we have this creative flair but at the same time we can't run our creativity like a tap it's not
0: not
1: always flowing how do you find that transition between creating just because because you love it to then having to create for a specific project for your business and having that business hat on
0: Yeah, that's a a really good point, actually, Um, because I think because it was always a hobby and I could just do it on the side whenever I wanted, there was never pressure on it either. Right. Changing it to a job, a full time job means you need to have more structure. You need to set certain deadlines or timelines, because if I just go by whenever I feel creative, I might not end up with Christmas cards or I might not end up with a new calendar. So I think there are all of a sudden There there are rules in place, there are structure in place, and sometimes that takes away from the creative process. I think what's funny is that I'm okay with it, but what has definitely happened is that what I then need to do for myself is keep on being creative in a very sort of explorative, free way next to all of that. So an example is this year. Yes, you have your sort of, okay, I'm going to do Christmas cards by then. I'm going to do maybe Easter cards or Valentine's cards. There's Mother's Day coming up. I want to do this, that. But then these, you know, for anyone who doesn't know them, this might not make sense, but I started to create these mini cards. And they're basically just collages, but then a miniature version. So very, very small. They're original artworks. They really came from a place of, I just still need to be creative in such a sort of low-pressure way where I can just be playful and it doesn't need to lead to anything. So the first few I did was really because I just sat behind my desk and I thought, oh, I really feel like making this. I want to sort of explore this. I want to test it out and try it out. And there was never even the necessarily the intention to start selling those. I just made them for myself. I did take a picture, put it on Goose Glitters. The reactions were great. And that same weekend, I had a market coming up. So I thought, OK, I'll bring them. I literally had five, I think, to just see what people think and how they react to them. And they sold really, really well, actually. And so this now has become a new product. But it started from this place of, I just want to create and craft and do something stupid. And, like, I've done the same with ceramics, collaging on ceramics. or And I've actually never, I've brought some of them to pop-ups. But, like, I've actually never published them on my website, for example. They've never really became a, a product that I'm pushing. But it's just something I enjoy doing. So I find that I can keep that feeling of freedom as long as i you know explore on the side new things or trial new things and sometimes they might lead to product that i'll then start selling and sometimes they don't so i think that is yeah how i how i so far have kept it's good yeah because it is tough it is actually quite tough and sometimes you're right the creativity isn't always there whenever you want it to be there you can't always force that but then it really helps me to say, OK, well, what do you feel like creating then? If it's not like a collage on paper, what would you love to create then? And then sometimes it means I just want to create personalized cards for my friends or I decide to, you know, create like a really cute bunting for a, a friend who just had a baby. Or I still want to be creative, but I don't want the pressure of this has to be a no product or I need to sell it or it needs to be a certain way. Mm. I think that's how I've dealt with it. <laughs>
1: I think so many creators have that perfectionist element to their mindset and personality so that when we do have that pressure of this needs to be a certain thing for a certain person by a certain day it can really take take a bit more of a it's almost like you're tripping yourself up before you're starting yeah once that pressure's off like I know for me so I did a textiles and surface design degree back I graduated in 2017. I did a bit of freelancing and then I really dropped the ball with that creative avenue. And lately, the past few months, I've really had this itch to start creating, Mm. to start drawing, creating patterns, textures and diving into Mm. styles again. And then I think, oh, like straight away. And I don't know if you feel like this, Laura, I'll be like, oh, so how can I turn this into a product for my brand or how can I monetize this? Before I've even Mm. started putting pen to paper or whatever it will be. So I've really reflected on this and I've made a conscious decision that I'm going to start the creative process with no deadline per se, no real outcome or goal in mind other than to enjoy and maybe even romanticise the process more. Yeah, And if it ends up being a product for Creative Babes Club, great. If it doesn't, Mm. great. And then I've got that space to really away from screens, take a breath, be slow and create for a a just because reason and a reason for me. So that's something I'm on and you can keep me accountable to that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see this. I hope you. Yeah, no, please do. Yeah, it is definitely. I I think it's because running your own business, you're so busy and there is less time. Maybe, maybe this is just me, but I'm, I'm sure it's not just me. I think there's less time for our hobbies or these creative pursuits sort of outside of work. So then when you do explore new avenues, you 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 obviously think, OK, how how does this fit in? Does it fit in? Whereas obviously you can do whatever you want outside. You can, you, you know, and, and it doesn't need to lead to anything. Um, well, you know, even if it just leads to having joy and fun and feeling happy and ending up with amazing, I don't know, present for friends and family. Then that's like a success on its own, right?
1: Yeah, and the more our creative cup is full, the more we can do all the other things for the business and a way for the business and a much more yeah. energetic, aligned, or very like self-aware mind space. And I know so 2024 is the year where I'm going to really be practicing what I preach in this because. Mm. It is so easy when we've got like general life stress, day-to-day goings-on, tasks for your business to forget to create just for the fun of it
0: and for our mental
1: well-being, our mindset. What do you find especially tricky trying to put some time in your day-to-day to to do that, creating just-because time?
0: Yeah, it's funny you say this because what I have realised is As soon as I stop creating because I feel overwhelmed or there's too much pressure or let's say deadlines are coming closer, I feel like that can sort of literally completely take over and then sort of paralyze me. And then whenever I sit down and I want to make a collage, I almost feel too pressured and it's like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Whereas if I just keep on creating regularly which sometimes might be in a notebook sometimes it might be for a commission sometimes it might be for a new product but it doesn't really matter as long as I just keep on going and not be too hard on myself in terms of having expectations or it needs to be a certain way or it needs to be whatever then I think first of all you'll get better but also those juices will sort of literally the creative juices will keep on flowing So I can definitely, and it's the same with me with like content creation, for example, if I don't post for a week on Instagram, I can all of a sudden not post for a month because I just, I'm like, gosh, there's lots to say and to update on and to like, now I need to have a good post and it doesn't really matter. You could just post anything. It really doesn't matter. Whereas when I'm in the flow of posting, it comes really naturally and I don't really care what I post. I'll just post. So I think for me, it's it's reminding myself to just do it, to just really, really do it and say, okay, tomorrow I am just going to sit down and create and I'm going to clear my desk and I'm going to have these papers and I'm just going to make something. And sometimes that's hard because if life is busy or work is very busy and you have loads of deadlines and you have lots of projects and people are expecting you to come with you know, mood boards or work proposals or whatever it is, Then it can feel a bit weird to say, I'm just going to take this time to explore my creativity where actually there's lots of work to be done, but then still taking myself away from all that pressure because I can feel pressure quite easily. So sometimes I need to say, okay, Laura, it's not that bad. It's okay, You know, nobody's going to die. And to actually still free up time, even if it's a really quick creative activity and it might be a bit of journaling, a bit of drawing, a bit of sticking, making something small can help me to get back into the zone. I know that it's always best to just keep on creating for me. So I'll I'll come back to that over and over again, but it is hard. And it is for people who are perfectionist and you want to do things the right way and you want to have the right result and you we are critical of what we create. That is a very challenging process, but it has it has helped me to host workshops because I see it with so many other people that it's also always a reminder for myself that perfectionism is such a, can be such a blocker when it comes to creativity. And actually seeing it with other people and helping them break through that is also a reminder for me to like, yeah, no, it's just about creating and having fun and not putting too much pressure on yourself. You can always make another collage, another artwork, another painting.
1: The more you do something, so for example, your collages, you're honing your skill and craft with every attempt, every piece, every go. And I think there's a real, and this is something I'm really learning, is that there's a real difference between a pause and a stop. So if you've got mm. a busy period, you've got a project, a deadline coming up, you can sometimes feel that you have to keep going, otherwise it won't work out the way it's supposed mm. to or you want it to. When actually you could pause, take an afternoon off, a half an hour mm. here and there, to just pause and step back rather than doing a full stop, and I think there is almost like you're making the time pressure of that creativity worse. What has the evolution been for you as a creative since you started the brand, been a few years now into business? What's like a key takeaway for you?
0: Oh, my God, so many um I think. It's all the cliches are true. And I think that this doesn't just mean relate. you know, cliches related to um, starting your own business or running a business, because many cliches in life are true. But that's probably why they're cliches. But I think I see so many people who reach out and want to do something similar. And they're so worried. And they're so hesitant to start. And I think just starting doing and dropping the sort of overthinking I know this sounds so easy and it isn't that easy um I am a perfectionist myself I had to really really learn that there is I don't have space time or energy for that really so it's a constant reminder it's not like all of a sudden gone but I think I'm better at it now I am better in telling myself it's okay it's okay with whatever it is it's fine not everything needs to be perfect what is does perfect even mean that is definitely a big lesson when you when you've got the urge or the feel or the like the hope to start a business for example or do something creative or anything really just go and do it because you'll learn so much about yourself about the process about yourself as an artist you'll get so much joy from it and I think as soon as you can be kind to yourself and say it doesn't matter what I create I'm just having fun nobody needs to judge your artwork you don't need to judge your artwork it will it will really help it will sort of free you in a way but also you know besides just going for it and 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 doing the thing that you want to do I think to just trust the process I think it's very hard when you run a small business to know what's coming you really you don't know where the next job is going to come from, the next commission, how busy your workshop is going to be, how many tickets you'll sell. Like, there's so many unknowns. You don't know the money that's going to come in. Income is unpredictable. You know, climate is unpredictable. The economic climate, like, it, it, there's so many variables that you just don't have any effect on. The only thing you can control is just to trust and to keep on going what you love to do. Because I think as soon as you pour your heart into something and your energy, and that is genuine, that will come out and the people that gravitate towards that will find you so that might take time my growth has been super super organic i think sometimes people think well if she's been going for a couple of years why is she not on you know x amount of followers or whatever sort of those measurements are but the people that want to follow and that will find me for the sort of the right reasons they will follow and i and i just trust that that's exactly how it's supposed to be i wish Especially people who are at the sort of start of maybe either starting a business or wanting to jump into a sort of new creative adventure would believe that a bit more because I know you get that told in in podcasts in in books at the beginning, but it's so hard to believe when you have fifty followers and you don't know what you're doing and you feel like everything needs to be perfect and you spend weeks on creating a logo where actually that logo doesn't really matter you'll change it anyway after two years probably it's all of these things that we overthink which are really irrelevant you just need to go and get it out there and create and show you know people what you make
1: I love that you encourage others to be creative and you're creating this own creative lifestyle for yourself I leave every guest with the same question and I feel like this is going to be a juicy mm-hmm. one from you and that is what,
0: <laughs> with
1: your creative lifestyle with everything you're doing what does being a creative babe
0: mean to you it means freedom it means I feel so empowered feel so filled with love and gratitude all the time like I say this quite often in posts where I'm like I feel so grateful I feel I honestly feel so grateful and I feel like it's a repetition and it almost sounds boring but I feel so grateful I get to plan the day I want to plan the day and I want to or and if I want to organize a workshop I get to do that and I get to invite people and craft with them and it's I really have Created the job for myself that I really truly love so 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 much it's not an easy one it's hard work but it's I love the work I love it I absolutely love it and I think being a creative yeah that's what that means to me wanting to work so badly because I'm I'm in love with the job I just am
1: how amazing is that to be able to say it's been lovely to connect with you and to dive into the world of goose glitters where can people find you
0: So you can find me on Instagram, which is um, at Goose Glitters, or on my website, www.gooseglitters.com. But yeah, Instagram is probably where most of it happens. Although I have to say, I haven't posted for a week. So (laughs) if I'm quiet for another month, you know why now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's, that's where you can find me.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much.